George Lambert is the founder and CEO of Lambert Labs, a Python-focused software development and cloud computing company that builds diverse digital solutions for global customers. Based at Wimbledon in Brompton, George and his team of Python and cloud computing experts are on hand to help you with your application development, web development, application hosting, digital transformation, or cloud migrations. I'm honored to be joined by George now. Welcome to the Wimbledon Microcast. Hello, Dan. Uh, pleasure to be with you today. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. So when I first read your biography, I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be all about snakes, but it's not. There's no snakes in sight, I'm afraid. It's just Python software development. Tell us more about that. I mean, every website that you see on the internet, every uh, application that you might uh, use on your computer, it's built in a different software language, if you like, or a different programming language, should I say. And yeah, Python is one of those, and that is one of our specialisms at Lambert Labs. Okay, so what are the others then? So do they stay within the snake family, or are they other, other types? Uh, no, I mean, I think that the snake name is just pure coincidence. Uh, <laughs> I mean, other ones out there, if you want me to go through the list, I mean, C++, Java, JavaScript are some of the popular ones. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's plenty out there. Fantastic. And how long has the business been going? So, yeah, I founded Lambert Labs in April 2017. So I think we're, we're over four years old, although we Brilliant. didn't have our fourth birthday party because of the pandemic. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're, you know, we've been basically, we started with just me, but we've steadily grown to now we're, we're nine in size. And, Fantastic. Uh, yeah, we're always trying to get bigger and better at what we do, really. And is your whole background in software development? I mean, I've come uh, from a personal point of view. I mean, I've kind of jumped around, I suppose. A mathematician by trade originally. Um, oh, wow. Secondary school teacher for, for three years when I was younger. Kind of fell into software development while working at a bank, uh, Citigroup, well-known well -known bank. Mm -hmm. But then have kind of been in and around, I suppose, the London startup scene in software engineering since probably 2013 now. So, so quite a while. Fantastic. And what inspired you to start uh, Lambert Labs? Yeah, I mean, again, really just fell into it. Um, that isn't to say that I'm not ambitious and, and you know, highly motivated. But um, yeah, as I said, I think it was April 2017 that we started. And actually, what it, how I started the company was as a, as a contract with, with a startup company in London. So they okay. wanted somebody to provide them with software development services. I said, hey, do you know what? I can do that. And, you know, as a contractor, one of the ways that you can get set up is via a limited company. Sure. Um, and that's just the route that I chose to take at that moment in time. But within, probably within one, two, three, well, actually within three months, well, I already had uh, three other members of the team. So it kind of wow. quickly, snowballed, quickly snowballed to begin with, but then hasn't been, you know, rapid, rapid, rapid expansion ever since. It's just been yeah. steadily growing, really. Yeah. And I, I, get, I guess you get to a point, don't you, when you, you know, for any entrepreneur that's starting a business, you, you take the steps to set up as a limited company, you maybe get that first client, which is great, you know, you're comfortable enough, um, you know, it's paying you a decent fee in order to survive. And then you kind of get to the point where oh, actually other people are now getting in touch with me, you know, there's other opportunities coming in. And I suppose you then have to make that decision whether you continue to be comfortable doing it yourself, or um, you, you employ some people and maybe go through some uncomfortable moments for a, for a while um, but you're scaling up the business essentially you know some people say to me oh you know you've you've set up a company and how entrepreneurial that is and you know that that's brilliant and I, I sometimes dumb it down a little bit and actually say well 
Do you know what Lambert Labs when when it started? You know, because we're a service-based company, the risk is uh, is lower than sure. than such a product-based company uh, sure. that requires much higher level of investment. Um, so you know, when when we started, we really did start at kind of. Well, ultimately, you know, the investment was personal investment, and it, it yeah. was eight thousand. It was eight thousand pounds. I'll tell you the number. Wow. You know, when, wow. which for starting a business, I know it's a you know that's a lot of money, but actually, when you're starting about a business, that's not you know agreed. It's not nearly you know the seed rounds that some startups in London are raising that are you know angel rounds anywhere between sure. you know fifty k and a million or something. Sure. So the risk was lower and. Yeah, just building that service-based business, uh, like you say, by taking on one, two, three employees, basically it doesn't inherently have as much risk as uh, building, basically taking investment from external investment and trying to build a product. Would you recommend it to other entrepreneurs that may be thinking of taking the leap from, you know, current employment setting up on their own? Yeah, I think so. I mean... you know, as I'm sure you know, Dan, it's a very different way of life. Uh, yep. You have to live and breathe your business. Lots of people say that, oh, you know, you work for yourself. That must be brilliant. You know, Friday <laughs> afternoon, you can do what you want. Or I don't know. It's a long weekend every weekend. Um, in, in reality, or the reality is quite different, or certainly I find it to be. Um, yeah, it in is. The, <laughs> yeah, you do have a bit of extra flexibility, let's say. But, but you know, your phone is still buzzing all day and all night, that kind of sure. thing. And so yeah. you have to set some boundaries. Yeah. And I should note, actually, to the listeners that uh, we're actually recording this on a Friday afternoon, aren't we? <laughs> so, so. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? There you go. I, have, I mean, just chance I said that. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. There's proof I am not just taking Friday <laughs> afternoon off because it is indeed 20 past two on, on a Friday. Exactly that. So describe a typical day in your life then, George. Uh, yeah, sure. So, I mean, in terms of the work that I do, I mean, me personally, my, my work is split uh, 50-50, I'd say, in that 50% of my time is, is chargeable chargeable time, to, uh, you know, directly charged to clients. The other 50%, I'd say, is kind of running as many other aspects of the business as I can get away with doing or as humanely possible. So that other 50% is... People management, it's sales, it's marketing, it's operations, um, it's accounts. All of these functions that have their own departments in big businesses, you know, internally at Lambert Labs, they're they're still done on, if you like, on a slightly shoestring budget. So my time is split across those functions. Yeah, and I suppose in the last, in the last, what, well, year and a half, i.e. the pandemic, we were previously full-time in an office, but now it's all a bit different. The team work remotely. I have been going back in a little bit of late, but you know everyone's everyone's still a little bit nervous. Let's say. Yeah. Outside of work, I still make sure that I make make some time to do some things I love. Uh, so lots of running. Uh, play quite a bit of tennis, and I have a, a three-month-old baby boy who keeps me. Oh on. wow. Keeps me more more than occupied. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, what's his name? Baby Theo for Theodore. Fantastic. What a great name. And that's definitely uh, going to keep you occupied outside of work. And uh, I, 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 being the uh, the proud dad of a six-year-old and a, th- a five-year-old, a five-year-old and a three-year-old, it's a load of fun. There's a lot, you know, a lot going on. Are you getting some sleep yet? Yeah. Do you know what? I think, you know, touch wood here. I think we've been lucky um, in that been doing okay on that front. Good, say. good, good, good. So when we think about your business, Lambert Labs, why do customers come to you specifically and your business? What's unique about you and Lambert Labs? 
we're generally, you know, so like I said, we're, we're nine of us and we're all mathematicians or scientists who have converted to software engineering and cloud computing. Now, you know, there are lots of software engineers and cloud computing consultants out there in the world. Sure. But the, the companies that come to us tend to not have those skills in-house uh, because it is not, you know, lots of companies want to build a website or need some uh, help transferring their, their dated computer systems from maybe an on-premise server to a, to a cloud provider like sure. Amazon Web Services or, or Google Cloud Platform. Yeah, they, they don't have those skills in-house and they, they, they come to us and say, look, can we have some help? So... Yeah, the, the companies that we work with, they range really in size from, from startups through to some, you know, quite big, I suppose, multinationals. And they can be B2B or, or B2C companies. Um, sure. We've, I mean, maybe I should mention a couple of the uh, consumer-based companies we've worked with, because listeners may, know, may have heard of them. I mean, we've, we've worked to build a, a ticketing system with uh, Bongo's Bingo, who, oh, run, right, okay. uh, who run bingo nightclub events in, in nightclubs. We've also worked... Bingo uh, in nightclubs? How does that work? Bingo in nightclubs? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's, you know, it's basically take your average club night um, and make it a lot better by basically mix it with bingo. You know, it's not wow. bingo in a traditional bingo hall. Um, I quite like the so, sound of yeah, that. There actually. you go. I mean, yeah, <laughs> check out their website. They've got some fun videos on there, which kind of... Show what the event is all about, let's say. Um, who else have we worked with from a consumer point of view? Um, there's a company called Let's Do This. They're an aggregator of running, cycling, and adventure races in the, so in the event space. Okay. I suppose a little, a little bit similar to Airbnb. You know, Airbnb yeah. aggregate you know, uh, accommodation and also now some events uh, yeah. globally. Uh, let's Do This are trying to do that for anything from your 5K that might take place in your local park once a month, um, all the way through to kind of ultra marathons and triathlons and, and really wacky kind of marathon de Saab type events. Fantastic. Um, That's great. Yeah, so we, we, you know, we work with different, different companies at different stages in their journey to, to improve their, uh, their systems, really. Their, their, yeah, websites and systems. Great stuff. What's the dream, George? Uh, I think... I mean, look, I, I'm a very ambitious guy. We've grown in four years. We've grown to nine of us, um, which, you know, if you float that kind of number around the startup scene, no one really, uh, no one really pays attention. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm ambitious. Uh, give us another ten years. You know, I see no reason why we couldn't get to hundred people and, and I don't know, 10 million revenue. You know, that that is feasible. It's not to say that we're going to do it, but it, uh, you know, it's feasible, and, and I think that that is an ambition to reach for, if you like, or a goal to reach for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's important to have those, you know, it's important to have that roadmap and, and goals that you want to uh, want to achieve um, in any business, you know, or even in life, isn't it? You know, like life goals and ambitions. So how important has Wimbledon been on your entrepreneurial journey? Because you're at Wimbledon in, in Brompton, you're obviously based out of there. How important has it been to you when you started and as you started to scale up to Team of Nine now? Yeah, do you know what really quite important is is the answer to that? I mean, rent, renting office space in in London is uh, can be difficult, or you know, can be a bit of a lottery. Uh, um, for startups, you, you know, you can go to a place like WeWork, which do you know, I don't know exactly what what rent or what rates they charge, but it might be I don't know six, seven, eight, nine hundred sure. quid a, a, 
uh, ahead per month. And Wimbledon isn't like that as a community interest company. There's flexibility in, in the rate space. And so, yeah, do you know what? They, they've, it's been really important to us. I mean, we've been in uh, the Brompton site ever since we launched in April 2017. To begin with, we started with two desks. Yep. Um, and we've, you know, I think we've kind of gone up in, in, uh, in multiples of two desks, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of fairly intermittently, if you like, over the last four years to the point now where we've got 12 desks in a, in a meeting room next door. So, yeah, the flexibility that Wimbledon have provided has, has been really good. Yeah, I, I would really vouch for them. Excellent. No, good stuff. They're great spaces. We're based down in Caterham uh, as well. It's a nice big space down there. But what I think I find is that sense of community as well. It's like you've got colleagues, uh, particularly when I started the business on my own. You know, it felt like I had colleagues which were actually other business owners. But there was always someone to kind of check on you and bring you a coffee when you've been on Zoom calls for for the whole day kind of thing. And and we all like kind of look out for each other, really. As a small business or an entrepreneur, you know, it, it can be quite isolating, um, sure. actually, is, is the, the reality of it. You know, you can feel alone with a lot of challenges um, yeah. and a lot of things kind of, it feels like the world's against you sometimes. Uh, but actually, yeah, if you're in a, if you're in a workspace like Wimbledon, where there are other people around you potentially going through similar or facing similar challenges to, to you, it can just be actually a nice idea to, um, or sorry, a nice place to, to meet people with similar experiences to you. And also for networking, you know, we've, we've probably picked up uh, a few different pieces of work through the Wimbledon network. It helps just refer people to refer companies. What am I trying to say? Refer a service uh, yes. to demand, that kind of thing. It's yeah. really useful. Yeah, you've got a trusted network of people, essentially. Yeah. That, that, and, and there's always someone that knows everyone, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So, George, how do people get hold of you? How can people contact you? I mean, I think the first port of call would be our website, which is lambertlabs.com. You can contact me directly at george at lambertlabs.com or our company email is info at lambertlabs.com. Other than that, you can hit us up on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, the usual channels. Yeah, please do get in touch. Brilliant. George Lambert, founder of Lambert Labs. Thank you so much for joining us on the Wimbledon Microcast today. Great. Well, look, thank you, Dan. And it's been a pleasure. So thanks for having me on. Thank you.